بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد الأنبياء والمرسلين وعلى آله وأصحابه جمعين ما بعد فقد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه الكريم بعد نعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن إبراهيم كان أمة قانتا لله حنيفا ولم يكن من المشركين شاكرا لأنعمه اجتباه وهداه إلى صراط مستقيم وآتيناه في الدنيا حسنة وإنه في الآخرة لمن الصالحين ثم أوحينا إليك أن اتبع ملة إبراهيم حنيفا وما كان من المشركين صدق الله العظيم so alhamdulillah from the father of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala We're experiencing one of the most sacred months throughout the year Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said in surah At-Tawbah That inna iddata shuhuri inda Allah hithna ashara shahran fi kitab Allah That in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That there are 12 months in the year Arba'atun hurum Four of them are sacred What are these four months? Dhul qa'ada, dhul hijja, muharram Three that come right after another. And then the fourth is Rajab. So the entire month of Dhul Hijjah is considered to be one of the sacred months. And what does it mean for a month to be sacred? The ulama write that every deed that is performed during this month is multiplied more than normal. We know that normally a person who performs a good deed, they get minimal 10 amounts reward for that deed. But the ulama write that anyone who performs a good deed within this month, they get more than 10. And the first 10 days of, this, of these months are the most sacred days in the entire year. And one of the things that we are reminded about in these 10 days and also the 11th and 12th day is about the legacy of Ibrahim alayhi salam. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa reminds us about the legacy of Ibrahim alayhi salam and the importance for us, even ummah, even the ummah of the Prophet ﷺ to recognize and connect with the legacy of Ibrahim salam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in a verse of Quran, Surah Al-Baqarah, وَمَنْ يَرْغَبُ عَمْ مِلَّةِ إِبْرَاهِيمَ إِلَّا مَنْ سَفِهَا نَفْسًا that only a fool turns away from the legacy of Ibrahim salam. And even one time, it comes in a narration, that one man came to the Prophet wasallam, and he said, Ya khayr al-bariyah. Ya khayr al-bariyah. Meaning, oh best of mankind. And of course we know, the best to ever come, and the best that there ever was, was Nabi wasallam. There will be no one that is better than him. But out of his humbleness, out of his humbleness, what did the Prophet ﷺ say when that person came and he addressed him as Ya Khayr al Bariyah, O greatest of mankind? He said, La, Thaka Ibrahim. He said, No, that was Ibrahim. So that shows us even the Prophet ﷺ had held Ibrahim in a high position. Not only that, but when we look at the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala specifically. Specifically, in many different verses of the Qur'an, Allah tells the Prophet ﷺ that you have to follow the legacy of Ibrahim ﷺ. In many different verses. One verse, 
قَدْ كَانَتْ لَكُمْ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنَةٌ فِي إِبْرَاهِيمٌ That indeed for you is a great example in the life of Ibrahim salam. And in another set of verses which I recited in front of you from Surah Nahal, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes, rather orders the Prophet sallallahu to follow the legacy of Ibrahim salam. But before doing so, before doing so, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you can say Allah introduces Ibrahim salam. Allah makes an introduction to Ibrahim salam. He spends three verses, three or four verses introducing Ibrahim salam before telling the Prophet wasallam that you have to follow him. What does he say? What are the qualities that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala highlights? He says, Inna Ibrahim kana ummah. He says, Ibrahim salam was an ummah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described Ibrahim salam himself to be an ummah. Now what does that mean? The ulama give different explanations. The, the ulama of tafsir give two possible explanations. Number one, the reason why he was an ummah was because at his time, at that particular time, there was no one else that was believing in the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he was the only believer. Everyone else were non-believers. And so he was the only believer, therefore he by himself was an ummah. Another interpretation the ulama give is because Ibrahim alayhi that he was someone who was going to be followed for the rest of mankind, for the rest of eternity. And if we look at even the three main religions of this world, right, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam, one of the commonalities we have is that we stem from, they're called the Abrahamic faiths. But of course, after we unite at the, at the faith of Ibrahim salam, the Christians and the Jews, they went in their deviant ways. But we stayed in the moderate path by accepting the rest of the prophets to be prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes Ibrahim salam to be um, an ummah. Then he says, qanitan lillah. He says, Ibrahim salam was qanit. What does that mean? That means Ibrahim salam was khashi'. He had true fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inside of his heart. And he was not from amongst the polytheists. Then Allah says, شَاكِرًا لِأَنْعُمِي It's how important it is to show gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's favors. That out of all the things Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could have mentioned about the distinguishing qualities of Ibrahim salam, Allah says that he showed gratitude to the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon him. Then he says, "Ijtabahu wahadahu ila siratim mustaqim." That Allah Subhanahu wa Taala chose him, and He guided him to the straight path. Wa'ataynahu fi dunya hasana. That we gave him a great hasana uh, in this world. Wa innahu fi al-akhirati lamin al-salihin. And in the hereafter, he will be amongst the righteous. After giving this introduction to Ibrahim salam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then explicitly commands the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, ثُمَّ أَوْحَيْنَا إِلَيْكَ أَنِتَّبِعْ مِلَّةَ إِبْرَاهِيمِ Now we are revealing upon you that you have to follow the legacy of Ibrahim salam. So this shows the, 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 the distinguishing quality of Ibrahim salam and how the Prophet wasallam from one perspective was even told to take Ibrahim salam as a role model. You know the famous verse when one of the verses of the Quran was revealed, Inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
sends salat upon the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. What does that mean? That Allah sends His rahmah upon the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And then the malaika they send their salat, their blessings upon the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. What does that mean? The ulama say that that means they praise him. And then the believers send salat upon the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. What does that mean? That we make dua for him. Now when this verse was revealed. The companions came to the Prophet ﷺ and they said, We know how to send salam upon you. But kaifan alayk? How do we send salutations upon you? How do we send salat upon you? The Prophet ﷺ in many different narrations, in one narration, what did he say? He said, Qulu, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala Ali Muhammad kama sallayta ala Ibrahim. That, O oh Allah, send blessings upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his family just as you sent blessings to Ibrahim alayhi salam. Now, the question comes up, why did the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mention Ibrahim alayhi salam out of all the prophets that he could have mentioned? The ulama writes that when you look at the seerah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and when you look at the seerah of Ibrahim alayhi salam, they were very, very similar. The seerah of the Prophet ﷺ and the seerah of Ibrahim ﷺ were very, very similar. To the extent that it's almost as if as the Prophet ﷺ is walking in Makkah al-Mukarramah and he is seeing the different events unfold, he is constantly reminded about the legacy of Ibrahim ﷺ. What were some of the similarities between the seerah of the Prophet ﷺ and the seerah of Ibrahim ﷺ? As I mentioned, Ibrahim ﷺ when he was sent as a Prophet, Shirk was prevalent. Polytheism was prevalent. When the Prophet ﷺ was sent, when he was made a prophet, shirk was prevalent. So they were, they were both dealing with the same issues. Then another similarity that the ulama mentioned is that one of the first people to deny Ibrahim ﷺ as a prophet was who? His father. But if you look at the life of Ibrahim he went through so many trials and tribulations. He went through so many trials and tribulations. One of the ways Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes his trials and tribulations is how he would try to give da'wah to his father and how his father would respond. I mean, Surah Maryam, what happens? In three or four verses, Ibrahim it's constantly out of love and respect calling his father to the oneness of Allah. And what does his father say? What does his father say at the end? قَالَ أَرَاغِبٌ أَنْتَ عَنْ آلِهَتِي يَا إِبْرَاهِيمٌ Ya Ibrahim, the father of Ibrahim is saying that do you dislike my idols? Do you dislike my idols? And then he says, if you dislike my idols, لَإِلَّمْ تَنْتَهِي If you do not stop preaching. لَأَرْجُمَنَّكَ وَهْجُرْنِي مَلِيًّا The father is saying to the son that I will stone you. He says that I will stone you. And then he commands him that abandon me. Abandon me. What does Ibrahim do? Now he sees there is a barrier between him and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And who is that barrier? His father. And his father is responding like this. And of course, he always maintains the rights and responsibilities of his father upon him. But what response does he have? قَالَ سَلَامٌ I will not let anything come in between me and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He says, Qala salamun alayk. He says, Salamu alayk. 
Rabbi. Then I will ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive you. And we, we know that that was only for a short amount of time after Ibrahim alayhi salam was then told that you have to stop after it, was, it became clear that his father was amongst the Ashabul Jahim, as is mentioned in other verses of Surah At-Tawbah. So these were the, some of the trials and tribulations that Ibrahim alayhi salam had to go through. So this was the first, one of the first people to deny Ibrahim alayhi salam. Who was one of the first people to deny the Prophet sallallahu His uncle. His family member, his uncle Abu Lahab, when he stood on the Mount of Safa and he was calling his people to the oneness of Allah, Abu Lahab cursed him. He said, Tabban lak. And it was because of this that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had revealed Surah Lahab. So these are two similarities. Another similarity between the Prophet sallallahu and Ibrahim salam was that when Ibrahim salam he was thrown into a fire. Now, we think, just imagine, when we say fire, we can't even comprehend the type of fire that Ibrahim was thrown into. What does Allah say in the Qur'an? When we think of a fire, we think of maybe taking a few pieces of wood, putting it together, and then lighting it on fire. What does Allah say? They didn't just take a few pieces of wood. What did they say? They said, build for him a building, and then set that building on fire, and then throw Ibrahim in that fire. This is the type of fire that they had built. Not only that, but it said in the descriptions of the fire, that even if a bird was to fly over this fire, it would get caught in. It would die. Just from the heat that was going in the smoke of the fire that was leading into the sky. Ibrahim alayhi salam, when he was thrown into this fire, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it cool, Jibreel alayhi salam, he comes and he says, Alaka haja? Do you have any need? Is there anything that I can help you with? What does Ibrahim alayhi salam respond by saying? Amma mink fala. Wa amma minhu fa'ilmuhu an hali yugnihi an su'ali. He says, Help from you, I don't need help from you. But as far as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goes, because Ibrahim alayhi salam was, he had an intimate relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And some people, when they have a certain relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah gives them what they want, even if they do not ask. So he says, I do not need to ask my Allah. He knows my situation and he will save me from it. So he, what was Ibrahim salam saying? Hasbunallahu wa ni'mal wakil. Hasbunallahu wa ni'mal wakil. This is why the ulama write that if a person says, Hasbunallahu wa ni'mal wakil seven times after Fajr salah, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make their affairs between Fajr and Maghrib easy. So we should make this a habit. And the one who says, Hasbunallahu wa ni'mal wakil, seven times after Maghrib salah, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make their affairs between Maghrib and Fajr easy for them. Now when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam was being stoned in Ta'if, Jibreel alayhi salam came. Did the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam take the help of Jibreel alayhi salam? No, they both had, they both had tawakkul in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is just some of the similarities between the life of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and Ibrahim alayhi salam. One of the main things that we find, you know, when we talk about, we, what, what do we talk, what do we term the, top, the topic? The sacrifices of Ibrahim. But when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the legacy of Ibrahim, he doesn't use, Allah doesn't use the word sacrifice in the Qur'an. Besides when he had to slaughter his son. But there's another word that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses. Why? Because when, when we think of the word sacrifice, what does the word sacrifice mean? It means to give something and not get anything back for the, from that ever. That you're giving something and you're never going to get it back. That doesn't exist in Islam. 
That you give something and you will not get it back. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises that when you give something for Him, whether it's your time, whether it's your wealth, whether it's your assistance, you will get it back minimum by tenfold. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not describe the legacy of Ibrahim alayhi salam by saying that he sacrificed. Allah uses another word. إِذْ قَالَ لَهُ رَبُّهُ أَسْلِمْ That when Allah had commanded Ibrahim alayhi salam to submit himself, what did he say? قَالَ أَسْلَمْتُ لِرَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ Allah says that Ibrahim alayhi salam had Islam, which means he wholeheartedly submitted himself to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He did not complain. He did not second-guess himself. He did not think twice when it came to him fulfilling the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now just think for a second. Ibrahim alayhi salam, he was told to, commanded, he was tested in three different ways, ulama right. Number one, through, through trust. Does he trust Allah? He left his family in the desert. And Allah wanted to see, will he trust me? And of course he passed that test. He was tested by fear. That he was thrown into the fire. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved him from that. He was tested by love. That he loved his son. But yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked him to sacrifice his son. Which he didn't. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala replaced it. But he, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to see and test him in these ways. Now think for a second. In any of these tests, did Ibrahim salam ever mention any one complaint? Did he ever say, this is, the deen is too hard? How often is it that we and me were asked to follow one sunnah of the Prophet wasallam? We're told to follow one commandment of, the, Allah, of, of deen. But sometimes we think to ourselves, now why is deen so hard? Why is it so difficult? Why is everything haram? <laughs> We, 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 these thoughts come into our mind. But recognize that Ibrahim salam, the reason why he was made such an exemplar is because he didn't even think, these thoughts didn't even enter his mind. He submitted completely, he submitted wholeheartedly. His father came in the way, he chose Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. His family came in the way, he chose Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. His son came in the way, he chose Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The lesson in that from, for, for us is that Ibrahim salam prioritized Allah above everyone else. We have to ask ourselves, in our list of priorities, where does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lie? Where does pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lie in our list of priorities? When we, when we think, one of the great scholars, Ibn Atta'illah, he says something very beautiful. He says, if you want to know where you stand with Allah, if you want to know where you stand with Allah, ask yourself, where does Allah stand with you? He says, if you want to know where you stand with Allah, ask Allah where Allah, ask yourself where Allah stands with you. Meaning, in your list of priorities, how high up is it that you please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? For Ibrahim alayhi salam, it was the most important thing. We have to, when we think about the legacy of Ibrahim alayhi salam, we have to make an intention that we will not allow anything to come in between us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whether it is a person, whether it's a car, whether it's our job, whether it's our houses, whether it's a TV show, whatever the case is, we have to prioritize Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala above everything else. And after, only after doing this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will shower upon us His blessings. For instance, look, when Ibrahim alayhi salam, one, one uh, aspect of Ibrahim alayhi salam's life I want to um, highlight and then I'll end. Which is, look, Ibrahim alayhi salam, he leaves his family in the desert. He leaves with them a bag of dates and some water. And of course, it runs out. When he leaves, when he goes to a point where he cannot see his family anymore, he makes a dua. 
He what? He makes a dua. And in his dua, he asks three things. In his dua, he asks three things. Now before I go into the dua, we have to recognize Ibrahim salam is asking three things which are essential to his family in terms of living and being successful. Now there is, there is um, when, when, when people go to school, in college and even in high school, there's something that's called the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. In there, he has a pyramid of the needs of the human beings. So what does he put is the most essential need of the human being? He says the physiological needs are the most essential needs, which are what? Food and drink. And then he says number two are the social needs, that a person wants an association, a person wants a sense of belonging. And then after that, he says three, the least important, are the spiritual needs. And then after a person achieves all these three things, then they have what's called self-actualization. Now let's look at the dua of Ibrahim salam and see how he prioritizes these needs in his dua for his family. He says, رَبَّنَا إِنِّي أَسْكَنْتُ مِنْ ذُرِّيَّةِ بِوَادٍ غَيْرِ ذِي زَرْعٍ عِنْدَ بَيْتِكَ الْمُحَرَّمِ He says, Oh Allah, I left my family in a barren desert near your sacred house. Because we know even though there was no building there, Mecca al Mukarramah was sacred from day one. Hadith in Muslim, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Prophet says, that inna Allah harrama Makkata yawma khalaqa samawati wal ard. That Allah had made Makkah al-Mukarramah sacred from the day He created the heavens and the earth. So even if there was not a building there, that place was sacred. So then He says, He mentions the three things. Rabbana, what were the reasons? He says, Rabbana liyuqimu salah. The first thing He says, if you think He left His food, He left His family with minimal food, minimal drink. When we, if we were to make dua, if we were to ask ourselves what is our family in need of, maybe the first thing we're going to ask for is food and drink. That Allah allow them not to starve. Allow them not to get hungry. Allow them not to get thirsty. But for Ibrahim salam, what is the most important thing? He says, Rabbana, I've left him there, لِيُقِيمُ salah, So they can establish salah. Because salah does what? It, fill, it fulfills your spiritual needs. So first thing he's asking for is to fulfill the spiritual needs of his family. Even though it seems like the most important thing at that time would be the physiological needs. The second thing he says, فَجَعَلْ أَفْئِدَةً مِّنَ النَّاسِ تَهْوِي إِلَيْهِمْ the, Oh Allah, allow the people's hearts to be attracted to them. So he asks for the social needs. And then the third thing he says is, وَرُزُقُهُمْ مِّنَ الثَّمَرَاتِ All the way at the end, he said, Ya Allah, then provide them with fruits. Provide them with food, food and drink. And even then when it came to things of this dunya, even when it came to worldly things, he connected it to religion by saying, give them food and drink. Why? لَعَلَّهُمْ يَشْكُرُونَ So that they may be, show gratitude to you. So, they may, so that they may show gratitude to you. So we learn from this, the most important thing on our mind, the most important priority should be fulfilling our spiritual needs, maintaining our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I'll end with one hadith. It's a hadith narrated in Ibn Majah, and it has been graded as Sahih. The Prophet says, مَنْ جَعَلَ الْهُمُومَ هَمَّا وَاحِدًا هَمَّا آخِرَتِهِ كَفَاهُ اللَّهُ هَمَّا دُنْيَاهُ وَمَنْ تَشَبِّهِتْ وَمَنْ تَشَبَّعَتْ بِهِ الْهُمُومَ فِي أَحْوَالِ الدُّنْيَا لَمْ يُبَالِ اللَّهُ فِي أَيِّ أَوْدِيَتِهَا هَلَكَ The Prophet says, whoever makes all of their worries, one worry, he says, whoever makes, we all have different worries in our life. He says, whoever makes all of their worries one main worry, what is that? He says that the person is most concerned about their akhirah. The hamma akhirati, that the most, the, the thing that is 
concerning the person the most is about their hereafter. Allah, the Prophet wasallam says, Allah That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at that point will take care of all of their worldly needs. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care of all of their worldly concerns. So when we ask ourselves, deen, is deen the most important worry for us? One thing you can just ask yourself, you can just see for yourself, is number one, yourself, and also number two, what values do you instill inside your children? That inside your children is the most important thing for, that you have taught them, following deen, loving the Prophet ﷺ, building a connection with the Qur'an, or is the most important thing that we teach them, is you have to have a proper education, you have to grow up and you have to get a, pro- a particular degree, so you can be successful, because if you don't, then you're not going to be successful. We have to ask ourselves these questions, because this is how we know what our worry and concern is. The Prophet ﷺ then says, that whoever takes all their worries and confines it to this dunya, is at that point, لَمْ يُبَالِ اللَّهُ فِي أَيِّ أَوْدِيَةِيَا هَلَكَ Then at that point, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not even care about which part of the world this person dies in. So we learn, to summarize, we learn from the legacy of Ibrahim alayhi salam to prioritize Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala over everything else. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us tawfiq to make amal. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to embody Islam. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the ability to inculcate these lessons within ourselves. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept the hajj of everyone who wants to perform hajj. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow them to return safely to their families. Ameen wa akhru da'awana ani alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Inshallah, you can perform your sunnahs, then we'll have the khutbah.
There are a few announcements. <clears throat> Number one, please uh, pass out the uh, the boxes. Uh, uh, for donations to the rose, inshallah. And uh, number two, inshallah, on uh, October 16th, there will be a the monthly seminar. The seminar, inshallah, will be uh, held by myself on the topic of Iblis and his deceptions and what we learn from the Quran in regards to the deceptions of Iblis and our solutions to those deceptions. Uh, lastly, there is a jamaat here, and they have come from, they also, the jamaat, one of the brothers amongst them, is affiliated with a madrasa in India called Jamiat Tahirat. And in this madrasa, they have about 365 girls that board the madrasa. They have uh, hips classes, and right now, currently, they have Dawra Hadith going on. So currently, they are going through a construction program. They, they're going through a construction project. And the completion of that project requires $350,000 or $90,000. And their yearly expenses are $30,000. So they ask for your cooperation and your help to donate uh, generously to them. So inshallah, after the salah, they will be in the back and those who wish to donate can do so. الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح حي على الفلاح الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له نشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد فيا أيها الناس إن لكم معالم فانتهوا إلى معالمكم وإن لكم نهاية فانتهوا إلى نهايتكم فإن العبد المؤمن بين مخافتين بين أجل قد مضى لا يدري ما الله قاض به وبين أجل قد بقي لا يدري ما الله صانع به فليتزود العبد المؤمن من نفسه لنفسه ومن شبابه لكبره ومن حياته لموته ومن دنياه لآخرته فإن الدنيا خلقت لكم وإنكم خلقتم للآخرة أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم
إن الحمد لله نحمدهم الحمد لله على فضله وإحسانه وأشكره على توفيقه وامتنانه وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أرسله الله بالهدى ودين الحق ليظهره على الدين كله وكفى بالله شهيدا ثم علموا أن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وأحسن الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وخير الأمور وخير الأمور عوازمها وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار فقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر وأشدهم في أمر الله عمر وأصدقهم حياء عثمان وأقضاهم علي وفاطمة سيدة نساء أهل الجنة والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب أهل الجنة فقد قال الله تعالى إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين اللهم أيد الإسلام وأنصاره وأذل الشرك وأشراره اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى وجعل آخرتنا خيرا من الأولى اللهم انصر من نصر دين محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وجعلنا منهم واخذل من خذل دين محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ولا تجعلنا منهم عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم ودعوه يستجب لكم ولذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون أقيم الصلاة